we're up to paragraph Zion. We will be finishing this Torah today. Um, we gave a relatively decent summary at the beginning of the last shear. So for anybody who's listening, uh, if you want to just bring yourself current, it would not be a bad idea to listen to the first few minutes of the last posting, which was uh, which went through... Uh, paragraph Vav, just uh, just as a much briefer summary, I'll use Rav Chaim Kramer's note to bring us a little bit current into the into the zone, so that we can continue with paragraph with paragraph Vav. Uh, the Torah started off talking about the fact that Av and Yira are attained through a tzaddik. This is because of the dynamic whereby a tzaddik finds his paris that I, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes in creation, and we explained at length what it was about his paris, what it means his paris. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, as the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, as the creator and the runner of the world, the interested runner of the world, has an interest and a design for <coughs> society for. Uh, different people for different parts within a person within every element of creation and that this this hisparis is revealed through the tzaddik who's always relating to that uh, to that relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the world and when this uh, when this is revealed within the world so this flows our attachment to the tzaddik and this revelation flows and it manifests itself it it, uh, it yields to Avan Yira when a person what happens when a person doesn't feel this Avan Yira and even when we seem to be attached to the tzaddik why is that? We explain that this is because of a person's own his his mysim, his his deeds and also his uh, his foolishness his wrong wrong ideology his mis misinformed ideas things that things that present a clog. I was having a conversation with a very close chaver of mine uh, this week on Shabbos. And we discussed the, uh, th- this idea that, in, in one hand, we view ourselves as trying to build ourselves up, and yet much of our avoda is talking about his batlus. In a sense, it's breaking ourselves down. And uh, when you're looking at anything in, a, you know, in, in a very still frame, then you can make sense of it. But just in terms of, you know, taking a step back. How does one relate to the idea of trying to climb a higher level by by pushing himself down? And th- we were discussing a little bit r- right right uh, right here this idea this idea in this Tyra that if if we would have clarity, so then we would have we would have the flow the relationship where we'd be close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's Yira? Or the Victor Miller says Yira is uh, the Shirish is like Ra'a, to see uh, to be in awe. But if a person would truly have clarity. They would they, they would automatically be by their their default situation would be to be standing in front of the creator to feel an awe and they they understood that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's interest the Rebbeinu Shalom's interest in them as part of his plan that would that that would uh, give way to a tremendous amount of love that that this this. I didn't say a being, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not a being, but this HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we're in tremendous awe of, that we, we can't even catch our breath, has a a plan for a creation and a world, and he's specifically interested in me, and he has designated a people,
piece of the a piece of the actions that, that if I fulfill my purpose, I can literally give meaning to myself, to my family, my community, my city, to the entire creation, and give nachas to Hakadosh Baruch Hu Himself, as it were. That Hakadosh that, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's plan is being executed for whatever Ratzon Hashem, whatever Ratzon Hashem willed, and me through coming in line with that is literally finding meaning in objective terms of truth in line with Hashem rather than going in my own direction. So the more that I break myself away, I, I peel away my bias, the more that I take my, my, myself out of the game, I don't impose my ideas, my retzainites, my likes and wants on uh, on this vision and on these ambitions and goals, right? Like that a person has to be, has to develop his ambitions, his goals. The, the less that I impose my biases on that, the more in line I am with truth and the more that that's going to give way to Avin and being that this is going through the tzaddik, so this is how we're framing it. What the reason that a person is not is not because he hasn't built himself up enough, but rather it's because he's allowing himself to get in the way. And the more that we peel that away, the more that we will uh, be able to relate to Ava and Yira. Now, once we have this, how is it? How is it that we're able to bring a tikkun? How can we perfect? And we spoke about the avoda of eating, the avoda of of making birurim, and we we, uh, we related achila to the mizbeach. Or should we? we we talk about our shulchan as being uh, as being a mizbeach, and part of the rectification of this foolishness, this this uh, allowing allowing ourselves to kind of clog up the channels, that's rectified by eating appropriately. And this idea of pagam mizbeach, how so going forward, we certainly have to eat uh, appropriately. What's what's one way that we f- we focused on to rectify the pagam mizbeach that's in place? And we discussed bringing gerim close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now that sounds fine and good. How does a person inspire? Gerim to convert. We are not, in principle, we are not into outreach uh, in terms of conversion. And further, there's not necessarily access. So where, where is this? If we're saying that this is a uh, th- this is a virtue, this is a mila. One of the the way that we can uh, be masak and begamis beach is to bring gerim close. Well, you know, how does that fit in? The way that we explained it, first of all, and this is just a parenthetical. Gerim also, if they see, if they're hit with the truth, they will also uh, relate to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There's also Shiva Mitzvah Bnei Nayach. The the Jews are in a particular position in terms of our relationship vis-a-vis Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But a guy can also have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the extent that they they recognize the truth. But we're not talking about that because we're talking about really the tikkun and the pagam of, of of a yid and how are we misaking through bringing close gerim so it was really it was really two different two different elements one was in terms of bringing those who are far close we could talk about it in terms not only in terms of gerim but in terms of balit shuva and we said that once a it once a tzaddik makes these certain revelations into the bria so now there's there's a truth out there, and this is you know partially my understanding. There's a truth out there that can be perceived. So in this, we're going to take a step forward in a second. It's like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, that it make a sound, right? In other words, once there's a truth that's injected into the world, there's a, there's a certain shefa, there's a certain force. It's there for the taking. The only problem is that. 
uh, if there's if there's a big whirlwind, nobody's going to hear it. So how is it that we can uh, that we can bring forth gerim? It's really by clearing up the air, by clearing up the tornado and the windstorm, in order that the, that these revelations and this truth that's being revealed in the world by the tzaddik will be able to be heard even far the farthest away. Not just in terms of people that that don't necessarily hear the truth, even people that have other ideologies, people going in the other direction. The way to do that, the way to clear. The the air, the way to quiet the storm in order that the communication can be heard, that it can facilitate relationships and exchange of ideas and uh, and truth and make one receptive, we said tzedakah. Tzedakah is the entry point into that. And we quoted, uh, we, we we quoted sources, but 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 stuck a creating a uh, creating that uh, that shalom and that relationship is is something that quiets the air in order that that can uh, that that tzaddik will be heard, so to speak. The next step to that really is, uh, again, we're not necessarily interested interested in bringing close uh, people who are non-Jews. Maybe yes, to uh, make a kiddush Hashem and that they can recognize a kiddush Baruch Hu, but to convert. And we explained further that what we're bringing close is not necessarily the the, the gayrim. What it is is that there's a certain kedusha that can become trapped under the other nations. Uh, in previous Torahs, we talked about in Gullus, whether the Shefa comes or the small where where everything is in line. So the Aisher the, the Aisha should also go through uh, the Amin. But now that we're in Gullus and that there's other there's other forces that unfortunately we are we we've taken a step back on. Mostly because we have a pagam in our kli. It's not that a kaddish baruch has moved away from us. It's that we've moved away from a kaddish baruch But in the the way that this uh, this dynamic has become, there's certain kedusha that's trapped underneath the the other forces and underneath the gayim. And like a magnet, what we're really trying to do is recover those that kedusha to be ma'irer. In other words, to to awaken up that kedusha sometimes can forget how kadosh it truly is. To awaken that kedusha wherever it might be housed, to bring that back, um, it, it requires us to to engage that kedusha. Now, if you think about it, you know like cotton and barbed wire, right? In other words, once that once that kedusha, that shefa, that force within the world has gone into the into the uh, into the goyim and the goyisha culture, sometimes you'll see that people who are who are yidden are are very successful in other endeavors. There's there's other drive and as you move further and further away from the source, it uh, manifests differently. You can have, for instance, the first generation that was uh, that was very involved in Tyre mitzvahs. Another generation might have moved away, but they're still tremendous philanthropists. Under under no circumstances would they or even want their children ever uh, to marry out of the Jewish people. And little by little, those sensitivities those sensitivities go away. You will still have people uh, who are, who are Jews who are tremendously ambitious in various areas, but their association and their identity becomes more and more confused. And what we have to do is awaken uh, awaken that kedusha. But when we pull it back, it can drag thing. It becomes so enmeshed in some of the Gaiusha culture that it drags it back in. And that's where, when that kedusha comes back. And able, and sometimes it can become very difficult. The Gemara says, and there's different pshatim in it, that gerim kisapachas li Yisrael. And, and there's different pshatim in what that means. But sometimes, right, in other words, and I'm sure we've all had it, there's one piece of us that's inspired, and we want to move close. But even when we move close, we're not fully willing to disengage and leave aside many of our other interests. And we end up either on a personal level become confused, or alternatively, when you know we want to go into an environment which might be more 
pure or you know more consistent in certain things and we want to have a taste of that so you know we we bring ourselves close to that but on the other hand we're bringing in all sorts of other junk you know that we haven't it's uh, you know that we haven't let go of it you know and, and it's a big it's a big problem when people become close the, you can have people in a certain shul a certain yeshiva they have a very uh, communal feel and on one hand you want to be able to bring people close on the other hand you don't want to dilute uh, you, you don't want to dilute that and it's it, it's there's no easy answer I'm certainly in no position to uh, present that but in any event then the last thing we said is so okay so why is it once we give tzedak and we clear the air and the tzaddik's message goes forth and we have that the goyim become receptive even though they have no real connection but that we, we awaken the kedusha that comes forward and then the game come forward with it uh, why is it that only certain certain goyim are feel inspired and not others and this was uh, this is in line with this idea that there there's certain places where there is kedusha that's sort of trapped and housed and certain places where there isn't so now we're going to continue with Zion. This all works well and good when we awaken the kedusha and the kedusha comes back and now you're grabbing on, like I said, you know, to the to the cotton that's become that's become trapped inside some other structure and it pulls back some of the other pieces. It doesn't. It's not a clean pull. It brings back some of the klipa also and there's gerim and people come close. What happens? Dalif amim kishehara when the this this klipa roya shetayv mishteikek. This this klipa these uh, you know goyim as it were have their own prerogative. Uh, it, it's nice you know we're sitting here learning the Kutamaran. We say if you're exposed to the truth, who wouldn't want that? So you know no matter what your avenue is to get there, once once the kedusha is awakened, so then you know the gerim should come running. But what happens? There are people that have other prerogatives, other ideas. And they see that there's this kedusha, as it were. You know, these are very lofty ideas. So we're going to try to present it in a way that we can relate to it. Uh, you, you know, they they see. You'll see sometimes. Uh, you know, one member of a family wants to wants to convert. If that member of the family maybe wanted to do something totally different, they wanted. Uh, who knows? Get a piercing or a tattoo or go to India for six months. Nobody would have a problem. They become closer to kedusha, and there's a tremendous amount of of pushback. Why should there be any more pushback towards? Judaism, when if they wanted to do, uh, you know, any number of things where the pushback wouldn't be as severe. If anything, it's, you know, sometimes it's in line with where their grandparents or great-grandparents were and were willing to give up their lives for. But nevertheless, sometimes we see that where the, where there's klipa, there's, there's kedusha in place, there's the klipa will push back when it sees that the kedusha wants to go back to its place. And in the context that we're discussing it in terms of gerim, azai heim mizgabrim. So what will happen is that they, the Goyim, will be misgaber themselves. The note over here points out that we started off the paragraph Kishaharaz Yachid, that's referring to like the the the, the, the Klipa in general, and over here we're relating to our, our case about the, the Goyim and the other nations, so now it says as I hate misgabrim, that's why uh, that's why it's in plural. But it says as I hate misgabrim al hatoiv biyoyser it will the the other forces will push back and they'll try to further confuse the matter, try to further keep the kedusha, the tara down, the taiv down, so that it won't uh, so that it won't return. They will they, they will bring the, uh, the the good into like the recesses of their thought. That's what it means literally. The hainu. What does this mean? 
they will begin to engage their thought, not just in, uh, you know, there's a difference if you like A and I like B, and now you all of a sudden, the force of, of B becomes much more to the point that uh, your enthusiasm overwhelms my enthusiasm and you bring me close. But if A is not just another idea, but it's a counterforce, so now the stronger that B gets, the stronger that A will get in the other direction, or it will try to undermine B's efforts, and therefore it will, they, they will start thinking about different ways to prevent uh to prevent, in, in my example, B from coming closer to Klal Yisrael. It's hard to understand exactly what it means that it brings it to the recesses of their thought, but I think, you know, if we think about the idea that there's conscious thought and, and dormant thought, sometimes what, uh, you know, what motivates you might not even necessarily be part of your, your active thought, and you might not even be aware of it. So, you know, I think that, you know, one way to relate to this perhaps is that it buries, remember, we're talking about like the Kedusha, the spark within the within the Klippa and within the negative forces itself. It sort of buries it so that it makes the Tov dormant. So in in other words, sometimes a person feels that something is missing and they don't know what it is and they'll, you know, they'll come in contact with an idea, with a, with a Jewish idea, idea of truth, and all of a sudden they'll become excited. And what do you do? Well, you have to distract it, give it another idea, give it something else to chew on, and it'll sort of bury this tov within the recesses of its thought, so that uh, so that so that this this tov which has been awakened, it sees that there's something missing, it's driven towards something, and the forces of Ra will do anything that it can to be able to kind of redirect, uh, redirect that hishtaykukos, redirect that that thirst for something into some other direction, and the idea that it was inspired by truth and kedusha will be further buried. My take on it. Over here it adds in from the from Xaviad Elu Hagayim. Once, once the first level, the first level is it has this uh, th- this problem where the Ra and the Klippa is trying to hide and conceal the good, and the Ra is trying to do that. It wants to preserve its identity, um, but that becomes very, you know, that that becomes really very inspired. By the 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 Ra is inspired by the Tov strengthening itself and the fact that it has its own its own prerogative and its own biases. So what happens over here? We can see that the Tov will actually come out from the next generation of the Goyim, Ki HaTov Hu Ganez V'Nelam B'Pnimiyas Machshavta M'Mocham, because really the Tov is buried in the Machshava and the Mayach of the first generation, Umisham HaHailada, and it's from the in the language that we uh, that we speak, we say that the 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 zera the seed initiates really in the mayach and it goes down to the kloyos to the kidneys kloyos yayotzeis and then it comes. So we see that really this tahara this it's dormant in the mayach in the brain of the first generation. So even though the first generation doesn't let it out, it'll come out uh, by the next generation. We'll talk about this a little bit in a second. V'alkein yotzei tov bezera hayiludim. Therefore, the tov will come out in the next generation. At this point, the Ra will not have the Kayach to hold it back. And uh, on our level, I think that we can understand this. There's a lot of uh, emotional arguments. And uh, when people, you know, sometimes people feel threatened. I've, I've seen uh, there's, you know, you can have a, a from grandparent level. And then the next generation, the, the grandparent level's children, 
they will be very anti. Uh, they'll be very anti. The old generation is uh, either, you know, they thought about different things differently. They are the, uh, you know, the, the old school thought things don't work anymore. And uh, just a thousand arguments, intellectual, emotional, just a lot of pushback. Comes the third generation. Really, the pushback was very emotional. It was a it was a place where a person felt threatened. They felt hampered. Once you take that out of the picture, so you will you will see people where they have no objection and they see they see some of the beauty of Yiddishkeit that other people uh, that other people don't see. I uh, I was like in a conversation with somebody and it was exactly this dynamic. The grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Um, the children were. Uh, really just almost like a study in sociology. One of the children was born in the DP camps. One of the children was born uh, in America. Just they, they ended up with totally different, and because of the age gap, totally different uh, paths in life in terms of where they ended up. Uh, one, of, one of the children was totally, totally not from. She has, she has a son. The son, that third generation, does not have any of the animosity, any of the pushback, really. If anything, he's perfectly happy to go to Shabbat dinner. There are certain things that he actually is very receptive towards. He doesn't feel, nobody's, uh, he doesn't feel, you know, handcuffs in any way. Nobody's pushing to be from. And certain of the beauty he, he sees, uh, you know, he sees as really opening his life up. He told me about a conversation that he had where somebody told him, especially in today's day and age, wouldn't it be unbelievable? If we could just take like a day a week and just totally shut ourselves off from uh, from media, from everything, and he, they were going on. And the person who I know told his friend, he said, "You know, you you realize that uh, that that's called Shabbat, and you realize that you're Jewish. You you actually have access to this." And actually, the the other person somewhat lost interest. But it, it, you you literally see what uh, what Rabbeinu is talking about in in everyday life. He's talking on a very high, lofty level, which becomes hard for us to relate to. But this idea, where at the first level, when the Ra feels threatened and the the Taiv is awakened and the Ra is pushing back and it's trying to hide it, at the second generation, when all of a sudden there is this kedusha there, it's able more easily to find this expression once the it doesn't have this active force in the way trying to make it dormant. And then we can see this dynamic where the gerim become close. So at the first level, we have we have the 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 pagam mizbeach, and we have the to to, to be misakin through gerim. And what we do is we give tzedakah, and through giving tzedakah calms the air, and the message and the gili of the tzaddik is able to be heard far and wide to the point that even the gaim will become close, and in, the gaim in general can see even truth in, uh, through the contradictions in their own writings. But certainly the tahara within them can become awakened. Sometimes there's this dynamic where the Ra pushes back. And in that case, even if it doesn't happen at the first level, the Taiv won't be able to find expression. It'll find expression in the next level. This is from the Kanal. It's a reference that the Gemara gives really uh, a list of, of almost villains. In other words, people that were tremendous, uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, representation of Ra. And we see that their grandchildren, their, their descendants actually 
uh, where Megayer came close to the Jewish nation. It's also an interesting perspective uh, for a person, for a person who is in this situation, as they look in the, uh, as they look uh, earlier generations. Perhaps uh, they, they they think that they found kedusha and there's there's no good, and you know they understand that there is. If if they were lucky enough that the good was able to come out through them, they're able to understand that there was a certain dormant tov that was in what came before them, and perhaps they can come to appreciate that, even if uh, sometimes there is. Uh, you know, it's very difficult in terms of the emotional dynamic. I don't know. Uh, but uh, be that as it may, this part, this idea that we're talking is going to be in the, the same vein as uh, this idea, this Bechina of a Pasuk in Tehillim, Hashem Yispar Bechsoiv Amim. HaKadosh Baruch will count when he inscribes the nations. Zeyulad Sham Selah, this one was born there, Selah, uh, forever. That when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is Yispar, he counts, uh, but he takes he takes account of. But we're going to explain it as that he's accounting for the Yisrael, the Kedusha, the Taiv that is swallowed up within these other nations in order to be able to take them back, to draw them back, to put the Kedusha back where it belongs, even if not at the first level, but certainly at the second level, right? Zayulad Sham Bechsayv Zabachinas Hataiv. We said that that uh, he inscribes the nations, but this Ksayv is related to the chilek of the neshamais of Yisrael that is like captured, it's held back, it's within the goyim, we explained earlier that this Bechina of Ksav, if you scream out to somebody and they can't hear you, how can you communicate with them? You write it down. In certain ways, speech is a much clearer, more direct form of communication. But sometimes at that level, there are things that are very confused and there can be certain things in writings which might be a less uh, less clear form of communication in certain ways, and yet that will get the message across. And the way that we explained it by us is when the when the noise clears through tzedakah and the tzaddik is able to bring this truth into the world, the tzaddik's messaging will come across. Even in the ksav, it's it's ksav, it's written. When I speak to you, I'm speaking, and you're listening. When I write something, I could write it and I could walk away. The ksav is independent, uh, seemingly. So even in this this writing, which the have, which doesn't seem at all related to the tzaddik, and in fact, it's talking about Goyish ideology, but the Goyim will look in it, they'll see the contradictions over there, and through that writing, they'll be able to come close. Like we just explained, that the Tov will come out through the Yuladim. And this is what Rashi explains. These are the Jews that came that became mixed up with the Goyim. This is the tov that is uh, like captured within them, held back. Now, really, I should have read this before, but just so that I can uh, tell, mention over the pasuk in context, the the Kapitel Tehillim was written by David Melech, praising Yerushalayim, the spiritual center of the world, and uh, it's it's referencing the re- returning uh, by the final Geula and pasuk Vav in Perak Pezayin. This will uh, th- this will make uh, make a little bit more sense that that we were talking about what what this pasuk is referring to. It's really not so deep beneath the surface. After discussing restoring Yerushalayim and the Gul, it says Hashem Yispar B'Chsayv Amim. The Chsayv Amim is the decree against uh, the Goyim. Over in the Pnimis, we talked about the Chsayv reaching out to get them to be Megayer. But it says Hashem Yispar Hakadosh Baruch Hu will count every Jew and separate him from among the nations. That when Hashem write, uh, writes this uh, decree to destroy the other nations that didn't serve him, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to. 
uh, count back the Jews and say, this person's ancestors were born in Yerushalayim, this one is this one belongs to me. Uh, but this is in the Panemius, we're saying that Kaddish uh, Baruch will, the, the Goyim will relate to it through the Ksav, and Kaddish Baruch will also reach out and bring back the Kedusha, but the Kedusha and the Tahara, the Taiv, was going to bring back the Gerim as well. Vizet Perish, further, this is the Perish of the following Pasuk. This one we mentioned earlier in Ois Dalid. The Jewish nation does not lie down until he eats his teref, his, his prey. Teref is a reference to Achila Bakdusha. Teref is a reference to the Achila of the Mizbeach, as it were. That through that we are Machnia and we like snatch away from the Klipas, Vidam Chalalam Yishta. The uh, drinks the blood of its kill, the Targumo Vinichse Amamaya Yeras. Unclus translates this Pasuk as the possessions, the Nichse of the Am of the other nations he will inherit. So the way that we're interpreting this Pasuk, that the Jewish nation will not lie down, as it were, until he eats his tariff, his prey, and drinks the blood of his kill, but the, we're, we're explaining that the uh, until until there's Nachila of Kedusha, that we're Machnia, that we push down the counter forces, uh, and we, we drink the blood, the Nechse Amamayeras, understanding the way that Unklus reads into the Pasuk, that we bring back what's Kisoy, the Nechse, what's Kisoy, what's covered over under the Goyim, so then we inherit that we bring it back, uh, and that sort of subdues the negative forces to the point that they actually come back. So let's see. The bechin of good that's covered over by the goyim. That they uh, that they brought into concealment uh, to being covered over. How do we? How does that become recovered? That becomes recovered through their children, through the next generation. You know, sometimes maybe at the first generation, sometimes not till the next generation. In cases where it's really pushing back, in cases where there's kisui, that's where it comes to the next generation. And that's where That's where we are. Uh, there's going to be a tikkun in the pagama mizbeach. So really, we saw that uh, a pagam in the Achila, when a, e, e, there's a tremendous avoda to a veeding, this is uh, we, we, some of the takeaways uh, that we have is that tzedakah creates a clear medium so that the tzaddik can have effect on the world. Tzedakah is something that really creates a, shleim, a shalom, and it makes people receptive to different ideas. It brings people together. Uh, and if you have tzedakah, you're not only giving them money, let's say you invite somebody over for a meal. So further, we can talk about the, the tremendous tikkun and the tremendous pagam that can go through eating when a person uh, eats uh, not not so that the kedusha can can be uh, you know so that they can be birurim so that they're trying to come closer and feed their neshama and that there's a physical part every, everything sort of has its compartment and its place but they're eating as a glutton they're eating for the physical pleasure so that creates a tremendous confusion where people have wrong ideas and that's a pagam in the mizbeach but a an appropriate eating an appropriate eating is something that brings clarification and he understands the place of the neshama in his body and the uh, and the goof of his body and uh, uh, and, and able really to uh, number one uh, prevent somebody from from also relating in an intellectual way to the wrong ideas. 
Um, but also, as we were misakin is pagam is beach, which we do also through, uh, which one of the ways, primary ways, do through through gerim. But that really relates to the pagam and the mizbeach and the pagam and the achila. Uh, strengthening ourselves in eating appropriately also strengthens ourselves in avodas Hashem, not just in in the avoda that we do in our meisim, but even it relates to the avoda in in our clarity of mind. And now that we discussed all of this, uh, we might go a drop uh, a drop quicker because we're going to go into this uh, this this gemara in Bava Basra, which is going to work in the ideas that we discussed um, into the Pnimius of this Maimar Chazal. Zeb Harish, Rav Safra, Mishtai Rav Safra was uh, relating he was discussing Zimnachada have a Kazlina Bisfinta. One time we were traveling by ship, Vachazino Kavra, and we saw a fish, Resha, the Apic Resha Mimaya. It raised its head out of the water, Visle Karne. It had horns, Vachakakalayu, engraved on the horns. It said, Anabriya Kalashabayam, I am the lightest uh, creature of the sea. We'll see what the Rishbam says on this. Vahavina Shin Parsa. And I was 300 Parsa. Versa long, a tremendous distance. Vazlinan lepuma de Levyasan. I went to the mouth of the Levyasan. Uh, and this is all uh, engraved on the fish. Amr of Ashia, who Iza de Yamahavi. This fish is the sea goat. De Bechisha, which stirs things up. Ve'isle Karne, and has horns. Sounds very, uh, very difficult to decipher. Let's just see the Rashbam for a second. It was a Beria Kalam, Ibrias Katana Shabiyam, one of the smallest creatures in the Yam, Lepume de Levyasin. It went to the mouth of Levyasin, Shiochleni, a Yom that Levyasin should eat it. Iza de Yama, Ravashi explained that this is the sea goat. Shakoma Shiesh Biabashi, Yesh Biyam, Chutzmin Achulda. This from talk about why Achulda should be the exception, but generally speaking, the Yam is representative of, you know, the, the, the a world unto itself, and there's a, there's a parallel, and whatever we have on the earth, we, uh, on the dry land we have in the sea as well, and therefore this is uh, this is connected the goat of the sea, Bishchit Aschulin, quoting a Gemara Chulin, the Bechisha. It digs into the sea. The the yam is really the sea bed. Uh, the Rabbi uh, Rabbi Maimon actually quoted a source, but I think I think I've seen this as well. It says it's a pasuk says mechasim that the mayim covers the the mayim covers the yam. The yam is really the sea bed, and over here it's digging. Uh, into the into the yam, it's digging into the seabed with its horns to search for its food. Chazina high kavra de apik reisha mimaya. We saw this fish that raised its head out of the water. Kavra, what is a fish? Debechina satov. This is representative of toiv. Shem chelkin neshamos yisrael. This relates to the concept the 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 neshamos of klal yisrael that are uh, that are captured by the goyim. And it's able to come back im hagerim because since the tov is tied in, it's integrated, it's tangled up with uh, with these other forces. Therefore, when it comes back, it's going to bring back everything. It's going to bring back gerim. Uh, now, why is it that the well, we're going to see this? Why is it that these the chelkin shmei is represented by a 
kavra, by a dog, by a fish, ki dogim asifasan humitarasan. There's something, uh, you could say, extra tar, tov, represented by the fish, in that a regular animal, if if you die, you can't eat it, it would be a nevela in order to make it uh, that it's edible, assuming it has all the signs and stuff, you would need shchita appropriately. A fish just need an asifa. They only need to be gathered from the water. They don't need shchita. They're one step closer. And therefore, dug is representative of Taiv of Tahar, Zebachinas Chalkinishamis, and this Asifa is uh, uh, the, the, relating to gathering in the Nishamas Bechinas Ruchay Vinish Masai Elav Yasof. That unto him are its Pasuk and Eov are gathered the Ruach and Nishama, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to gather in the Ruach and Nishama of a person. But we see this language in the Pasuk sort of hang out a flag, Rucha Yvinishmaso, Elav Yesof, that Yesof, Asifa, is used in Halacha. We talk about by fish, Asifasan Humatarasan. And also, we use this language of Asifa by Neshama, and therefore, in the Pneumius, we're going to be able to relate a, the, the Taiv, the Neshama, to a Dug, Bechinas. Uh, and this, th- this Dug, that it says Asifa, this is going to be a remez to the Bechina of Gerim, Bechinas Gerim, Bechinas. The nobles of the nation gathered. A prince, a noble is in a div. They're the ones who are in a position to give. The way that we're interpreting this in Panemius is, uh, well, first of all, so we see that Ne'esafu is a language that's used by a dug. It's used by a neshama because the language is Asifa is used by both. Now we see that Asifa is used by Nedive Amim. So the way that we're interpreting that is that the neshama or the chelak hatoiv that's within the goyim, when they're Nedive Amim, when their their lave is uh, is is nadvam lizgayer that they have, they're inspired in order to become close to a kaddish baruch hu nasafu. So that it's because that chelak hatayv that neshama within them will be nasafu, and that's going to draw close the divay amim. That's going to draw close the gerim, which happens through the process that we described through giving tzedakah through the tzaddik, uh, the tzaddik's uh, giloy, the giloy of avinir finding itself, the ms finding itself in the goyim's writings, v'al shame. This is why the Gemara Chagiga calls the Chacham Balei Asufos, the master of gatherings or anthologies, because they are able to be Ma'asef the Taiv. But the uh, in the Panemius, it doesn't just mean that they gather together uh, ideas of Torah. It means that the Tzadikim are the ones that are able to gather in the Chelek Hatov, the Chelek Neshamos that are Im HaGerim, that are with the Gerim. Because since the Dive Amna Safu, but who gathers that in, the Balei Asufos, the, tz- the Tzadik, who is the one who's able to gather in, is able to gather in from the Divei Amim, Yesof, is Rucho Vinishmaso, that relates to the Neshama, and they're able to gather in the Chelek Hatov, which will come and schlep with it, uh, schlep with it also the, the, the other Chelek, which is the uh, the, the, the Klipa, but that's what draw, brings together in the Gerim. Gerim, Apik so this combination, this tov that's with the gerim apik reishmemaya, the fish raised its head out of the water. It raised its head. It was able to bring its head out of the water from the drowning in the in the stormy waters. Shuksilas uh, That this is that this foolishness was inundating it. 
Um, this is a result again of the Pagama Mizbeach, which resulted. What what brings this to this lack of birurim? Uh, in other words, again, eating is birurim. The the vitamins go where it belongs. Certain things go into the blood. The the, the life the chius gets energy. Certain things go out as waste material. When there's a Pagama Mizbeach and people eat with the wrong kavanas, that's a confusion. This confusion is brought about by Pagam of Achila, and it bring and it relates to a Pagam Mizbeach that is uh, that is rectified with bringing back gerim through the process we described of apik of being able to uh, through this process lift above lift above the confusion to raise one's head out of the water uh, and again and as much as we talk about this with gerim we could talk about it it's uh, for bali tshuva as well when a person becomes entrenched in these outer uh, ideas vahavale karne and it had horns vachakakalayu and on its horns it was carved the smallest according to the rishbam beria a creature in the water vahavina shin parsi and it's 300 parsa long vyazlin and I went uh, close to the ma- to, I went to the mouth of Yasan. What is the kavana in Pneumius? Karna zebechinas staka. Karna is principle. Shubechinas hain yosef reim hanal because one gives staka, it quiets the, uh, the the tumultuous environment. It brings clarity uh, so that again the tzaddik can be heard. Shu ikra karen. Uh, because the tzedakah is the ikra, uh, ikra sorry, shehu ikra karen hakayemes li'aylam haba. The, uh, the, the tzedakah is ba'etzem, the principle, where is the tzedakah hidden? Where is going to be the real reward for tzedakah? Where do you see the benefit of tzedakah? In ba'etzem and aylam haba, k'maymer munbaz, that munbaz ha'melech, when his family had asked him, he became the king, and they said, why are you uh, emptying, you're, you're distributing the from the storehouses to the poor people? And they said, you're, you're kind of getting, you're, you're getting rid of the wealth of the royal family and he said no and he gave a, a string of answers one of them was Avaisei Gonzulamata. My fathers were storing things down in the thisworldly storehouses. Vani Ganasi Lamala. I'm taking that. I'm putting it directly into my spiritual bank account. The Karen, uh, instead of just being here for the waste, once I give it, there's a, a story. I forget which Rebbe it was. I saw in one of Rav Gamliel Rabinowitz's Sfarim that uh, somebody came knocking on the door of, uh, of a particular Rebbe and he uh, didn't have a hat. There was a certain time in history where I mean that was uh, tremendous. You know, every person wore a hat. He didn't have a hat, so this uh, this rebel went up to his room and he gave, got the you know his Shabbos hat, his Yontif hat, whatever it was, his nicest hat. So his wife said, "The person has no hat. Why not give him the worst hat and then you can use the better one?" And he said, "You're right. This hat is uh, I, I really like it. This is this is my favorite hat. Maybe that's sentimental value. Who knows what? Maybe it was just nicer." He said, therefore, this is the hat that I want to be able to wear in Oilam Haba. Once I'm there, it's going to be forever. I would rather have I would rather have the nicer hat for Oilam Haba. So he gave they gave it to Tzedakah. Once the Tzedakah, the Tzedakah is given, Tzedakah is directly, the Karen is preserved. It was engraved on the horns. Through the Tzedakah, which is called Karen, uh, it makes an engraving. Uh, like we said earlier, that a communication uh, it makes almost like an engraving, sound waves. It goes through the air. We, have, we need the Tzedakah to get rid of the uh, the environment so that it can be heard and that somebody can be receptive to it. Bechinas haksav hanal, which we quoted a pasuk, l'shani eight zayfer mahir, our canal. So this is the the holy words of the tzaddik. They are engraved as it were in the air, and they can be heard from far away once the tzaddik clears the air. That his fame went in all of the medinais la tayva kavish bena akum, and it was able to be ma'ira. It was able to waken up uh, the 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 tayv that was 
suppressed. And it, uh, it inspires that Tov to come back to its Sherish. Because Tov, once, once you... Uh, come in touch with something that that goes to your core. Uh, there's something that will resonate. So if you can get in touch with this, there, there's a, a part of I, I guess maybe I'm not familiar, but Lubavitch Rebbe's campaign for for tefillin. You, know, you could say that the, the, there's stories where you see that somebody put on tefillin once and all of a sudden they have put on tefillin in, in forever. Maybe since they're bar mitzvah and they 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 burst into tears. Once there's something that you can find in somebody that resonates. It can it can open things up. I'm the lightest creature in the yam. What does it mean? Well, something that's light flows to the top. What's something that's floating to the top of the yam? A yam. Mem is and end mem. In the the when the mem is at the last letter of a word, it looks like a box. It's enclosed in four sides. That that's representative of the four elements of the bria, which in uh, Kabbalah language is at Bria Yitzira Sometimes you'll see a uh, an acronym of Abia Aleph Beis Yud Ayin. But the layers of creation are represented by a Mem. So what's the Yud? Hubechinas Chachma. The Yud is the 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 first letter of the Yud Kevav K. Uh, we talk in the in the, we've we discussed this a little bit before. But when we talk about the the spheres and the 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 and the way that our Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to this world. Is through the uh, using the spheres as a vehicle, and the way that we we plug that in, everything has really come from the yud kevav. K is that yud is chachma, uh, k is bina, and then the vav will be chesed gvur teferes netzachod yesod, and then the last uh, the last k will be malchus. So the, the but the the first the, the yud the, the beginning of that pra- process is bechachma. Uh, I think we we said earlier there was a targum Yerushalmi but anyway if you think about a presentation you could have a lot of interesting ideas that aren't necessarily structured in a certain way right you can have let's say if you go to a conference sometimes there's a morning session which is very calculated in terms of ideas that are built on each other one thing comes before another uh, and then sometimes they have breakout sessions which each are interesting in their own right but you don't necessarily want, need one for the other when HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the Bria so everything could be in its own right but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted a process he wanted a, a a physical process there's nature there's um, there's a spiritual process he wanted us to relate back. In order to do that, you have to have a system. The beginning of that system was Chachma. Chachma is the beginning. So it says, Kulam Bechachma. Uh, so again, a Yod Ubechinas Chachma, Shenispashi Bechalai Lamos. And it, you could see it that it, uh, it spreads throughout the Olamos. So Chachma is represented. It finds expression on everything that comes afterward. Kmoshkasav, Kulam Bechachma sees. Everything is made with Chachma. Vezeb Beria Kalashabayam. Hainushik Moshe Dover Kalutzaflamala. That we said something that's light floats to the top. It means that the neshama, relating to the tov, relating to the neshama, is lamala, floats to the top of all of the aylamais. Uh, which is which is tremendous. That means that the, the taiv itself, even when it's covered over, I mean, this should be tremendously inspirational. Again, uh, exactly in this vein that we mentioned earlier, we're not talking about building ourselves up into something that we're not. We're trying to figure out a way to come through to who we are. That we're, we're, the 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 taiv, the neshama, the chelik of the kamimal is above 
all of the worlds with the malachim, the spiritual beings. It's it's above. There's the mem, uh, and the 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 world is be'etzem a yam, right? The world is with chachma at the head of its design and manifests in in the the mem and natsilas briyitzira Over all of that, floating to the top is the neshama, is the chelak hatayv, and this tayv. Uh, this type is what's going to be awakened and be able to get schlepped back, and it's going to bring bit with it the uh, with, with the gerim vavina shin parsa. So he says, and I was three hundred parsa. The high nishan hashem and his kara shayis bechinas yisrael alav b'machshavat chila. It's nisayir resonates within the shema that it recognizes that it was as it were b'machshavat chila, meaning. Going back to our very first shear in this Taira, HaKadosh Baruch who created the world, every single element of the world is Betzim. The Tachas of the world is Klal Yisrael, and therefore the world is a stage for Klal Yisrael to shine on, and there's no extra pieces. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed every element of the world, and therefore Yisrael was all the Mashav before HaKadosh Baruch Hu put anything on the canvas, so to speak, made the canvas in order to be able to be the right canvas on which to paint. Every single thing was ultimately Mashav for Klal Yisrael to be able to achieve its Tachlis. That's at the that, that that is of of infinite proportions. In other words, it's greater than any of them. Anything that you can discuss in the world, Klalis was greater than that because everything folds into its purpose. It's as it were, Akharish Baruch who consulted with Klal Yisrael with this type with this neshama at the beginning of Bria Island because every aspect of, of of Yisrael relates to it and the way that the neshama needs to fill its job. Some that that relates this type and around the world. So. Sometimes that's not as apparent. It can get confusing. They are the architects who dwell in the fields with the king uh, that relating to that Hakadosh Baruch Hu consulted with the with the neshamas of Klai Yisrael in Bria Sa'ilam. But again, Nimlach is to seek advice. But that's, I think that's what I'm reading. It wasn't mean that Kodesh Baruch Hu took advice. In other words, if, if this was the entire tachlis and the point of the entire Bria's for Klai Yisrael to develop, so then, you're, as it were, this is in our language. In other words, but you're going to consult your ultimate purpose in terms of how you're going to create, do anything. Behind you is Shaheen, is and now this type recognizes, remembers, it resonates, it's there, it understands and feels that that this is this is what it Ba'etzim is. It's sitting there trapped inside of a uh, either a Gentile, like I said, maybe correct to Balichuva, but in a in a foreign context. And now it's going to destruction. It's totally lost its its uh, outward conscious sense of identity. And this is the shin. This is the three hundred, but the parts are long. But this is the shin of three uh, uh, shin zebachinas hamachshava shenechlekes l'shalish rashim. The 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 machshava relate. There's three different parts of the machshava. There's machshava is sechliyos, machshava is midaisiyos, machshava maisiyos. There's three different elements to a person's conscious, uh, you know, thought and, and activity. Uh, is the sechliyos, the intellectual part, the midos, uh, also abstract, right? The things that might be that are that are emotional, but things that can be ma'arachim, things that can inspire certain haga. So there's the more intellectual portion. There's the midos. There's the emotional portion and machshava. And then there's the machshava, the practical machshava, the things that relate to what do I need to do to eat? I need to go here, go there. So the machshava... The machshava is really there's three different components: the uh, you could say theoretical, intellectual, abstract, emotional, uh, which is 
practical in one way, and then there's the the Mysius, which is lemaisa practical. Parsa, so what's three hundred parsius? Bechinas regel. Parsa means like a foot, a hoof. So parsa is a is a, is a length, three hundred parsius. But also it says that three hundred parsius over here, shin parsa is really the three dimensions of thought connected with the regel. What does it mean? Hainu eitza. Regel is an eitz of hola amasher beraglecha. And by Yisro it says all of the nation that was by your regel. Rashi explains hanem shachem secha. So uh, parsa is going to relate to eitza. Hainu. So what does this all mean? Shana Shama of Klal Yisrael is the chalik of Tayyiv that's uh, that's captured, it's dormant, it's underneath in the Goyim in this foreign uh, context and ideology. Through being receptive, through the tzedaka, through calming things down, it's receptive to the giloi, the, uh, what, what, the messaging that comes from the tzad, it could even seize it in its own ksav. And it remembers that it was tchila b'machshava, which is the shin, because the shin is all of the elements of machshava, and it recognizes not just that it's the most important creation, it defined creation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a word was nimlach with this taiv, with this chalik and neshama, in order to create everything falls within it, and here it is, busy getting distracted with things that are, you know, at a much uh, lower level, uh, the, uh, meaning uh, created much more downstream, that were only there, uh, that, that were only there for it, meaning, meaning you know, a, a person gives somebody else a gift of a, uh, of a sports car in order to uh, get from point A to point B faster, to go from his house to yeshiva, who knows, and the person becomes enamored, so the, what, what's the vehicle? The vehicle is just there for him to drive, and this person all of a sudden becomes enamored with the vehicle, he starts taking it for test drives, he, he goes in the chas all of a sudden he starts uh, you know, just building up a car collection, then he drives it and he crashes, and then he, you look at it, he remembers, what am I talking about? The whole point of the car, to have a fast car, is to get from point A to point B to achieve tachlis, and the whole reason why a Kaddish Baruch who created the car in this way or gave me this type of a car is really for me, it's for my tachlis, everything relates to me and here I am getting absorbed by it. Uh, took advice as it were with with this taiv, they realize it's godless, and now it's going to the mouth of Yas and Hainul Akilian Vahefsid and it's going it's going towards uh towards destruction. The uh the note over here talks about why this uh, the mice over here frames it in terms of the Levyasan. Levaya is uh by the way to uh to escort, it says that Levyasan is a Bechin of the Yasan is a Chibor over here. It's talking about the Chibor between the Neshama and the Guf. That instead of the Neshava driving the bus, the Guf as well is driving the bus, and therefore, because it's doing that, it's going towards destruction. Okay, not for now, just to point out that the idea of, of why it, uh, it's not just for purposes of the story, but it's explaining. The uh, the Levyasan uh, specifically as an example. So it says Hanel Chilim Rehefsich Hashem is going to destruction. Valideze Merachekes. Sorry, Merachemes Al Asma. It'll have like Rachemim on itself, and it's a Reres Lashuv Lashasha Canal, and it's going to uh, you know everything else. All of its other interests will recede into the background. Uh, it's going to want to be Meira to come back to its own Shiresh. Vnasin Balei Tshuva Vegerim over here mentioned specifically uh, specifically Balei Tshuva. We have not mentioned that until now, but uh, when when Rabbeinu was talking about Gerim, uh, generally speaking, it applies in terms of you know father not foreign ideology and cultures and thoughts and uh, applies as well to Bali Chuva. So now we will finish off, and then we will, uh, and then we will summarize all of the ideas that we've seen into this uh, into the story from the Gemara, and read back in the pasuk of Ayihim Merikam Sakem that we started off the title with Amr of Ashi. Rav Ashi said, "Hi, this dug this fish that we've been talking about that raised its head out of the water. Iza diyama. It is the goat of the sea." 
Debechisha digs ve isla karni and it has horns. Iza, which is the, the we explained to mean a goat, but Iza's lashon of eyes is bechinas aus. Hainu yira. This is the yira, the awe, the the fear, but more really the awe that is uh, that is generated when a tzaddik is looking into the bria bechinas kisif eres uzamay ata. We explained this pasuk already in the first section of the Torah. We related to tefillin, which are called pe'er, and uh, and they're called eyes. That when one wears tefillin, so then it uh, it gives off. It it uh, generates a yira on the other nations. De bechisha haynu bechinas atzadik shemechapes tamidach or esparisha bekol echad miyisrael kanal. The idea of digging, of constantly searching, of looking under the surface, this is relating to the tzaddik, who's constantly looking to the Bria for the Hisparus, uh, the Shabbat Yisrael, both on, indiv- on a Kloliistic level, on an individual level, within the individual. We mentioned earlier, I don't remember if it was in the context of this Tyra, but I saw one time Rav Vigner Miller discussing, we were trying to come to a point of a Gilu Yichud, uh, Yehudo Yisbarach, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unified and one. So he, the way that Rav Vigner Miller framed it, and I've heard the same point Spoken about coming uh, coming off of different topics, really. But if 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 everything is really coming from a Kaddish Baruch, we want to be able to look into the Brio. We want to see a Kaddish Baruch, a Kaddish Baruch who should have created all creatures to look the same. Then we would have worked our way backwards, and we would have seen a unified expression. And the way that Vigner Miller explained it is if all apples were green, then we would look back and we would say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is an unbelievable, amazing green apple machine, right? Uh, or differently, if people look at, you know, different types of animals, there's fish and then there's mammals, bugs, all sorts of different creatures. And you say, well, they come from different, uh, they, they come from different sources. You have the elephant source and you have the people source and uh, d- different types of species. Well, really what that is, is we're trying to put, we're trying to put, uh, I heard Varun Lopiansky talk about this. He was uh, discussing really evolution, but we're putting really HaKadosh Baruch Hu into our point of view. And we're saying, well, if we were going to create things to look different, then we would use it starting with different sources material but instead of instead of trying to work our way backwards let's think about it like this instead of thinking about it because we have a limited perspective so if we were at the beginning of the process going forward that means that we would be within whatever limitations we have working backwards there's a full spectrum a full variety of uh, species of personalities of colors smells things moving different directions things that seem to be uh, not even necessarily have a relationship things that seem to be random and the the greater that you uh, take Take a step back. The great, the more that you don't look at any link in the chain as being isolated and say, "What does one thing have to do with the other?" But you, you, you take a step back, so you see a full picture, and then you take a, a step back, and then you still see full, even more so. This picture today connected with that picture. Uh, you know the you, you you see the patterns in history, and as you go back, 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 back up, back. At some point, you would reach the greatest context with which to look at everything. That would be called hamakom, the context in which you can look at all of reality and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ainsifius. If at that point one could say that the 
perspective that you gain is actually that what when you zone in seems to be random, not necessarily uh, that A has to do with B. But as as you take a step back, you see that it's one integrated picture that's all really working towards one unified expression. That is actually a much greater, breathtaking, awe-inspiring expression of the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Had HaKadosh Baruch Hu created things in a more limited way, then you would say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates in a unbelievable, you know, perfect sense to this particular thing. But when it's the full scope of every single possible expression of reality that has nothing to do with each other, and then from that perspective, you start putting the pieces together and realizing, wow, actually it all fits together. The more that I take a step back, that hispires, that realizing every little nuance, every little thing is built into the picture there's no extra piece and the reason that we think that something is extra right maybe we could take to, at a certain point they thought that whether tonsils are extra i mean i don't know enough about the biology but uh you know they thought that that certain things are just extra appendages they have they have no relationship no use and it's just sort of left over from when human beings are monkeys and then at some point you say well that's only because we had such a micro point of view all of a sudden the knowledge base expands and you're you're able to see how no everything ties into the purpose there's no extra pieces and you see that enough uh, uh, enough on an often enough scale whether in the context of history or science or anything at some point you say, listen, I'm 100 for 100. 100 times in a row I thought that uh, that there was, I wasn't going to find an answer to some question in the Bria that I had. And 100 times I found an answer that once it fits, it, it, it created just an unbelievable architecture, an unbelievable symphony of the way that the Bria fits together. Now you come to, uh, again, you come across something and you don't understand why it fits together. You say, hey, you, at that point you have a question. HaKadosh Baruch is running a pretty good track record. So what Tzadik is going, and this is the way that he looks at the Bria. That's breathtaking. That's awe-inspiring. It, it, it puts you on the floor. Do you even have a place that you can open your mouth even when you think that it fits? Even when you think that it fits, you you start to understand that you're speaking from such a limited perspective. And then after that, karna. this eyes has karna, has horns. It elevates our stature. This awe-inspiring, uh, you can't say a being, this 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 hamakom has a specific slot in this uh, in this picture that specifically relates to us, and he's interested in us, and the, the uh, and gives us even bechira so that he can allow us to make the choice and own our own uh, right as it were, to be able to fill that slot and is willing to give us a reward for uh, for being able to fill that slot and a relationship with him for being able to ourselves understand and appreciate and come in line with that tachlis, right? We expanded on this in the earlier shiram. So first we start off with this yira and then as the, we, we develop and there's a relationship that develops, that becomes that becomes Ava. I, uh, I I heard I was listening earlier to Ravaron Lopiansky. I, I really I saw a piece of uh, of Kuzari, uh, and in the very introduction, he's starting to establish the framework of the way that the Greeks related to uh, Elo- Elohim and the, setting up for the way that the Jews are going to relate to uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And Ravaron Lopiansky quoted part of this discussion really later on from the fourth section of Kuzari, where the I didn't go back and see it inside, but he's talking about the difference between Havaya, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Elohim, when Paro says, I don't, I don't know Havaya, and really I just want the example that he gave. He said, if you look at uh, you know empirical evidence and look in the Bria and you come to the conclusion that there is a source, 
right? It all traces back to one framework. Uh, it could be a power, you can call it mother nature, you can call it a system of reason, right? The system of logic, you are a better person if you are a logical person, but the system of logic doesn't actually personally care whether or not you are logical. But what you do is you put everything on a piece of paper, you, you list it all, and you come to the conclusion that there is a centralized power behind everything, that again, it doesn't care about you, but you care about it. You want to be a reasonable person, regardless of whether the system, the greater system of reason cares that you are a reasonable person. That's one way of looking at it. The, the, the next step, the way that we relate to Abaya, is that no, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a tachlis and has a relationship with us. And the example that he gave was, was unbelievable. He said, let's say a person was looking at a resume, a resume maybe for a shidduch, an employee, whatever it is, and you look at all of the questions and you put all of the evidence together, and this evidence says that yes, I should form a relationship for this person. Or in other terms, let's say you have, you put a, a, a list of all of the, uh, you know, all of the characteristics of somebody who has a particular emotion, whether it's love, anger, whatever you want. And you come to a point where you're able to look at somebody and you'll write down exactly what the characteristics are and you're able to say, a person who's acting in this particular way, their blood pressure goes up and, the, you know, uh, certain things happen and uh, the certain hormones, this is characterized, this person must be angry, right? This person must be happy. Now, that's, that, that's one way of relating to a particular state of mind, state of being, a particular person. Now, you go forward and you form a relationship with this person, right? All of a sudden, you get married, you form a partnership, and 20 years go by and you have a meaningful relationship with this person. Now, you go back and you look at that list of characteristics. All of a sudden, you write down all of the characteristics of love and you reach a stage where you are in love. You have this emotion, you relate to it, right? At that point, point, you go back and you look at the list of characteristics. It's not that they're not true, but you would laugh. They become meaningless. All of a sudden, the way that you relate to this person with a deep emotional attachment or relationship, something that's come to the forefront, you relate to a particular emotion, you have an in-depth understanding. If you go back and you look at all of the, 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 the bullet point of the list of what this was, it's not that it's not true, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's totally divorced from what your relationship is. Elohim powers the way that the nations related to a God with a lowercase g, right? That was, there is some sort of a centralized overarching power that's responsible for everything that we see. And they formed some sort of a understanding and a relationship, a dynamic with this, with this understanding of this being or this force called God with a lowercase g. Havaya says we have an ashama. Havaya says that we have an experience, that we have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and this HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to us. At that point, once once we are B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, once HaKadosh, we, we have an understanding of a Elohim Chaim, of a living God, to, to, to go back and say that Elohim does describe uh, the, 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 the power of powers of the world, but it's almost... I don't want to say hollow, but it's almost surface deep compared to the relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We start off with a yira, there is a fear of consequence, and, and we start off with this understanding of God, and as it matures, it matures even into a God that has a tachlis, that's, that's an interested God in the world, and we become floored by this yira. And as we develop this relationship with Havaya, you can't love reason. I mean, you can love to be a reasonable person. person. You can't love the system of logic. 
logic, right? But when you have an interested, an interested God, this you can form a relationship with it where that becomes integrated into your neshama. You have a yira and you have an ava, and it's a direct relationship. And this, when we when we have this, is what the tzaddik is able to open up for with us. This is what the tzaddik is able to be megala for us. It's able to open up yira and ava. That's only when we let that in. When we're not clogged up by these things that stop us from having that experience, they clog up our neshama. So then we can we can understand. We can be religious. We can understand God in a little bit of a detached, divorced way. The point that we end up having this yira and ava that we're trying to get to. That's the point that we're able to unclog our we're able to have this clarity like we've discussed before we're able to literally open up the channels that's where we have the Ava and the Yira through everything we've been saying that we explained throughout the story of Rav Safra Tzedakah because Tzedakah is going to be uh, is going to clear up the air so that the communication is going to go through and even the Geirim even the people that were before and were far away they're going to be able to end up coming close and there will be Nishlam Pagam HaMizbeach and once we're able to be Nishlam uh, the Pagam HaMizbeach that became again the Mizbeach we said it's like our Shulchan that's where we make the birurim. Once we're able to be nishlam pagama mizbeach that uh, that that developed because of our negative ma'isim. So then our Achila will also be Bekedusha and will be Mavatil, all of the foolishness that came from uh, from our bad Maisim and the, the fact that we were eating like a glutton, we were eating for the wrong reasons, and all of those things. The Shefa would come to the world and it became distorted. That was feeding the Sitra Achor, that was feeding Avodazara, that made Pagam Mizbeach. But once we're able to sort of clear all of that away and we're able to open up our cell, or open open ourselves back up, it's not so much that we have to develop the Yer and Ava, it's different ways of thinking about it. One is developing the Yer and Ava, and one is clearing it away so that we can develop the sensitivity of our neshama to understanding that we're and sort of yielding to Yer and Ava. Nizgala or Atzadik, so then there will be a gilu of the Atzadik, Shalidez, Ayyizaychan li Yerava Ava Kanal. So just to sum up the story, Rav Safra Mishtai told over Zimna Chadava Kazlina Besfinti was going on a ship for Chazina Ukavra. He saw the fish. The fish is representing the souls of the Balichuva, the Gerim, that come to convert. They're gathered up by the Tzadik. The Apik Reshamimaya wanted to take its head above the water, above uh, the foolishness of its thoughts and its deeds. This, like Karne, and the fish had horns. We, the, the, this person gave tzedakah, creating this tranquil, uh, this tranquil air, so that communication could be heard, so that even those who are far away would be able to relate. V'chakik alai, when it was gra- engraved on the horns, meaning that this tzedakah caused that the words of the tzaddik would become engraved and seen even in the writings of the other nations. On I'm the lightest creature of the sea. I'm rooted in the highest levels of creation. Vavina Shin Parsa, I'm 300 Parsa long. I come from such a lofty level that a Kaddish Baruch Hu himself, as it were, we spoke about the three different types of Machshava, Kaddish Baruch Hu, as it were, himself, saw so my Eitzah about creating the world. <coughs> it was involved in, in, embedded in the actual Tachlis of creation. Vavzlina Lepuma de now I'm going to Levyasin. How could that be something coming from such a high Shayrish tied into the very fabric of, uh, of creation of our Kaddish Baruch Hu creating the universe is now becoming disassociated from even remembering that it's at the Shayrish and it's going. Uh, it's going to to be swallowed by evil and destroyed, and then because of these uh, thoughts, this neshama uh, comes close and comes to repent. 
Amar Ravashi, Hahu Iza the Yamahave de Bechisha Vislay Karni. And Ravashi finished off. He said that this is the uh this is the sea goat that digs and has uh has these these horns, which is what we uh, we just explained now, that this uh, that this fish, this uh, relates that all of this is made possible. It's able to rise above because of the tzaddik that's able to dig and find the sparrows and creation are related to every single Jew, and bring this sparrows to the front, bringing a yira and an ava, and bring us to have a relationship with the kaddish baruch Hu. And once ever the air the air is clear and the tzaddik is able to clear the air and bring a uh, a tikkun to the pagama mizbeach and and. Uh, uh, Tikkun to the way that we eat, so all of this is able to clear up the things that clog up our from our deeds and our minds, so that uh, we will have a clear channel for our neshama l'tayflah and to have a full giloy of avon yira. Now we're going to come back to the first pasuk. We might do this a little bit quickly, but as to where we see the ideas that we've discussed in this Torah in the last pasuk, vayahi heim meirikim sakayem. The uh, it's talking about when the brothers of Yosef were emptying their sacks, and they saw that each one's bundle of money was found in a sack. Uh, and when they they uh, they and their father saw the bundles of money, they became frightened. Uh, meaning originally they, even though they were close to Yosef Hatzadik, they didn't have this uh, this yira. But at this point, they started to empty their sack. We'll see what the significance of that is. And all of us, and at that point, the yira returned and related to them. And their father Yaakov said that you are making me shakalti. You are shika. That you're making me lose my children. Yosef is gone. Shimon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin as well. So let's go through this pasuk. And they were emptying their sacks. Hainu bechinas lovshu shemayim kadras is a pasuk in Yeshayahu that this corresponds to clothing the shemayim in kadras in blackness. Shemayim is Aish and mayim. Aish is uh, like yira basically. We're going to relate it to and mayim is. Ava, so the, the Yira and Ava are becoming, are enclosed in blackness. Visak Asim Kasusam and making uh, garments, meaning that it's uh, all the light is covered up. Shemayim, Hainu, Shemayim, which is Asian Mayim, is Yira and Ava, Kanal, like we just explained. Ukshem, Meirikim, Esasach, Vechayshech, Meneyirva, Ava, once they were able to uh, empty, empty the sack. So that from the from uh, and the darkness from the yira and the ava was able to bring a gilui. The yira and ava was able to come from to the forefront. At that point, uh, the ar of the tzaddik was able to shine forth. Each one's bundle of money was found in a sack. What does this mean? Bring from pasuk and mishlei that kaspo is relating is alluding to a tzaddik. Basically, ref- saying that money refers to the best of them, meaning referring to the tzaddikim. Besakai uh, in his sack, hainu meaning she'arat tzaddik nischashech v'neslabish that the of the tzaddik was covered up v'neskasa bekadus v'sak and was covered over by darkness and by uh, by sackcloth. It was obscured. It was enclosed. Hainu shemargishim she'asak v'achayshech shehayal yirva ava. Seeing that this uh, that this covering this chayshech this darkness that was uh, that, that was confusing and covering over the yirna ava zemach masak v'chayshech. It's it's not it's only because it was obscured. 
obscured by the darkness. It's not that there was no Aratzadik. It's not that there's not Avenir. It's not that the relationship is not there for the taking. It's that it's covered over. Uh, but what, what do we have to do? Well, we have to, we have to clear, clear that out, right? And they and their father saw the bundle of money. They saw and they recognized it. That the, we said is the tzaddik, that the light of the tzaddik, as long as there's zeichah to be mekabel menu from him, the year and the ava, Tali Bachimer Vatsura. Being able to be sensitive that is Tali in the Chimer and the Tsura and Shinikra Hema Vaviem. It's that that is referred to as them and their fathers. Hema Zachimer, Shahem Klea Maisa, Vaviem, Huasecha Nikra Av Bachinas of Bachachma. So Hema Chimer is really it's like if you have a hunk of clay and then you imprint a form on the clay. Right? The Chimer is the substance and the Tsura is what gives it uh what, what gives it meaning. So they we're talking about Hema is basically the the referring to the Gashmias and the the Aviyam is referring to the Seichel because of Av Bechachma, Av is Chachma, that's referring to the Chachma Hainu Kanal, meaning, the idea that there should be a Gili of Arf coming from the Tzadik, that the, that we should be receptive to the year and Ava that the Tzadik is bringing in, that's Tali, uh, really starting off with the Maisim, it's because the same way that Kavana can affect Maisim, so Maisim can also affect our intellect and the way that we relate to certain things and can bring foolish ideas and so forth. So the the idea... They they recognized that the bundles of money, the the ability to get the year and ava, the gilu, and relate to the tzaddik in an appropriate way is tolui in hemavaviem. It's tolui in the way that they are acting and relating to their guf and their seichel. Vayomer lehem Yaakov aviem. So Yaakov, their father, the seichel. It's as if the seichel is giving the guf musar. Hainu teichachais a seichel shemachiach has a chamarim. The seichel is telling the guf, hey guf, shehem kleya ma'isa. You're the ones who are responsible for acting. Shu toila sirchon. The reason that the seichel is getting messed up, that this foolish idea is you're making me not be receptive to the year and ava, it's because you're messed up in the way that you're acting. You're getting too involved in the guf in a distorted way, and it's introducing negative ideas and negative way of relating to uh, to the environment, to the tzaddik, and I'm not receptive to the year and the ava. That's what Yaakov says. That's what the seichel, so to speak, says. You're leaving me uh, childless. Because of the, the, the bad deeds, Garmin Kilion, you're causing me destruction the hefsid la seichel and loss and loss to the seichel the deeds are causing uh, the seichel to become eradicated and loss to, to lose its ability to uh, have clarity yosef enanu so the seichel says it's continuing to give muster to the guf that uh, that Yosef Fenenu Zet that the Bechinas Hain Yosef Reim Rabim Hanal. What we said was the Hain Yosef Reim Rabim. This is referring to Daka. Daka has the ability to clear the air. When the air is clear, you're receptive to the year and the Ava. That Yosef Fenenu. I don't have any Yosef. I don't have any Tzedaka. I, I I don't have the proper Maisim in order to be able to uh, enable the Seichel to be receptive and to have clarity to the year and Ava. That uh, we don't have the ability to hear. This is we related to by Mordechai. That when there's tzedakah, when the air is clear, then we're receptive to the message, and they, the people could see it even in uh, in their own writings. They would see uh, they would see that there's contradiction in their own writings. They were receptive to a kaddish baruch So Yosef there's no tzedakah, there's no clarity. Therefore, Shimon and we're not receptive to the message canal. And when you don't have any of that, 
Pagam's representative, that's where the Mizbeach was, Shehu bin Yamin. Now we're left with Pagam Mizbeach, and the, 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 the eating is off, and the Pagam is off, and, and now that we don't have any of that, even the once there's no there's no uh, clarity of avoda. We're not relating to a kaddish baruch in a deceptive way. So even those the the shefa coming down, we're mischaracterizing it. It's the, the nitzotzitz are, are are being are flowing not towards uh, t- towards avoda in the positive sense and his batlus. But once we're not receptive, the year in the ava. So then uh, the energy, so to speak, the shefa coming down, it's going to be diverted towards avoda zara towards wrong ideas. And there's going to be pagam mizbeach sheikar shleimas asayachel tali because the ikar uh, in order to be able to have a shleim as a seichel to relate to the yirn ava to relate to the tzaddik we need to be receptive the seichel needs to be receptive which means that the ma'isim have to be there the ma'isim over here relating to tzedakah the air has to be clear the communication has to be clear we have to have this uh, relate to truth and an objective uh, the, to the objective truth and when that's not in place so then everything is uh, everything is distorted and even even things that are coming the, the shefa coming from a kaddish baruch Hu seems to be received in a distorted way but this starts with with the klei ma'isa. The idea of developing foolish ideas the, is it really started with the klei ma'isa? And once a person is acting in an improper way, so then the seichel comes along to justify it. To, to it becomes it starts thinking in, in a uh, you know it's very just on another note parenthetically it's very difficult, uh, impossible to have clarity of mind and also act inconsistent with that. Something has to give. If you truly know, meaning nobody really knows that 2 plus 2 is 4 and is able to act as though 2 plus 2 is 5. Nobody is able to see a car coming and walk across the street. I don't think, I mean, the studies on I don't think that you can, like, you know, run full force into a wall. The wall is there. You'd have a reflex action. If you truly know that something is there, then it manifests itself automatically in action. And if you're going to act a different way, then that's going to affect, you're not going to become to truly know something. The Hainut Tzedakah. So the klia ma'isa, the ma'isa that's able to to generate clarity, tzedakah is at the root of that. She told me ma'isa v'haya bechinas v'haya ma'isa tzedakah. So tzedakah has this kayach she'yad the nishlam asecha canal. So where the acts are getting distorted, the first step towards that is to give tzedakah. Because Sukkah is able to it's able to clear the air, it's able to bring people in, it's able to be receptive to the messaging. And once we're able to uh, to to have clarity, to be able to relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then the that will uh, give us a relationship to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We'll relate to uh, again. We'll have his batlas. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, Re-establish our connection with Avodah with the Mizbeach that relates to the way that we eat as well, and Vazai Nishlam Asechel Vazai Zoychem Lirois Ar Hatzadik, and we will be Zoycha to see the Ar Hatzadik. We'll be receptive to the objective truth. We will take our own subjectivity and our own Maisim that were leading us the wrong way. Uh, those will be removed. Vaydezem Akam Menu Yirva Kanal. And if we if we go back, this was a long Torah. If we go back to the beginning, we will see how really all of these ideas, which we explored at length in their place, uh, relate to the. Tyra. Okay, maybe I will try to uh, to go back, have like you know one shorter uh, drush to go, just going through uh, the reading through maybe the Kitzli Kutimaran to tie this together. But I think that we uh, you know we tried each time to tie it together in the beginning of the year, and uh, this was just really a breathtaking. 
Tyra, and uh, we will move forward to Tyra Yudches. I'll just add in two points uh, that I actually have written in uh, in my Luchat Maran, just to think about. Uh, one is that this perspective of the Tzaddik is really at the heart. We, we see over and over again that Moshe Rabbeinu is davening for Klal Yisrael. The, the role of the Tzaddik in, in, in davening, we see that really it's not just a person's on a higher level and able to daven, and therefore even though they do, you know, the Klal Yisrael doesn't necessarily deserve it at the core of the, the uh, of the role of the tzaddik and the the leader and relating davening on behalf of Klai Yisrael is the way that the tzaddik himself relates to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and relates the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to the Bria and all of Klai Yisrael. Even really negative reinforcement sometimes uh, might be appropriate, might be expression of love, but the tzaddik is relating to the entire Bria from a focus of uh, of hisparus, uh, and therefore we, uh, you know, it's just a, a point of a point to think about. And we just had we were giving this uh, coming off of really parshas lech lecha, but parshas neach. We saw that there was dar enosh ready at the at the beginning of Avodah Zarah, it's not that they believed that there was no uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's no Rebbein Shalom, Chas Shalom, but that Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Creator, gave over, he appointed intermediaries, there can't be a direct relationship between us and Kaddish Baruch Hu, because people are so low, and the 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 it's very hard to get around that if you don't have proper perspective you say how could we possibly relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu because we are in such a low insignificant position Anochi offer ve'efer in a certain way so therefore uh, we're not going to relate directly to Kaddish Baruch Hu relate to the middlemen who are more associated with the goings on of the world and we see in this Tyra it's actually exactly the opposite the people are so high the entire idea of his Paris is understanding the uh, the way that we described when we were talking about the the ava that comes after the, uh, the era tarum karnenu. It's uh, that that we have our shayresh all the way above the bria, all the way above the yam, all the way abia tzilas bria tzira That Hakadosh Baruch Hu took an eitzah from people be, the, who are going to be the tachas of the bria that that were so high. That is totally the opposite of uh, of the the sentiment that really started off all of the mistakes. That uh, that because people are so low, there needed to be an intermediary. It's fakert that that we are at the very heart of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, creating the bria. We we do have a direct pipeline. We are beetzem, uh, we are beetzem at the uh, all the way all the way tied in as high up as you can go as relates to the bria. Okay, Bezer Hashem, uh, we'll start Tariyid Chas.